Are you tired of the same old baseball showcase you've come to know? It's time for a new experience, the Top 100 Experience, a high-powered multi-day event in a professional setting showcasing your skills and talents at AAA ballparks. This is your chance to play at a professional stadium, learn from former MLB players, and compete in front of college coaches. This year is the first installment of their stadium series. The experience will be back at MBT Bank Stadium, home of the New York Mets AAA affiliate, and then the event heads to PNC Field in Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of the AAA New York Yankees. For more information or to register today, visit top100sports.com and click on the Top 100 Experience page or click the link in the description of this video. <laughs> Some Sade. Sade. Get a little knuckle in there. <laughs> oh, my God. We're talking Start about knock- knuckleball today. That's all we need to talk about. <laughs> Speaking about knuckleballs. Hey, everybody, welcome. Episode 40 of Mound Visit. The new year, 2024. Really exciting. I, and actually, speaking of the new year, I don't know if you're a Larry David guy, but today, according to Larry David, is the last day that you're allowed to say Happy New Year. So, Happy New Year to you. Well, you're supposed to take your Happy New Year to you, too, and uh, it's a good one coming in hot. So, speaking of last day... I know that January 6th, for all you Catholics out there and people Mm. who take down decorations, Christmas decorations, celebrate Mm -hmm. Christmas. The little Christmas, when the three wise men have been said that you're supposed to take your Christmas decorations down on the 6th. So three more days to enjoy that festive holiday. There we go. But listen, if I could show you what's in around my Christmas tree still, I got tents. I got games. I got like it's a it's a playpen <laughs> at the barn. Uh, I don't That's have awesome. ladies or that important <laughs> lady stuff happen around here. Women make Christmas happen. Hey, the uh, the elves they supposed to clean up, but they don't come around here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you got you got a little work to do. So we got work to do, or we're just continue to play and make more of a mess. Hey. Either one sounds all right to me, but speaking of continuing to play, I mean, it's been a while since we've talked ball here on this show, and uh, I think it's fair to say that the ones who have been really playing this MLB offseason, how about those Los Angeles Dodgers, man? Okay. The story's old, isn't it? It is old. It is old, but we haven't haven't chatted about it. We got the biggest checkbook in, (laughs) in the league. That's just a fact. Okay. They yeah. must have they got they got they got something uh that all the other teams don't, and that's called more money. So here's what I do know about business though, bro. Um mm-hmm. here's a fact. Any company that uses spends the most money to acquire a customer wins. Mm-hmm. Right? Dick Sporting yeah. Goods. They spend spend more money than them when it comes to, to acquiring a customer i don't know who their competition is anymore i know there's maybe some sports authorities out there or very rare some mom and pop shops but right yeah. dick's 
goods. Sure, there. yeah. Yeah, of course. I know Dunham Sports was around here, but they're fading. So I can't think of anything else other than some blue chip funds, but we're not going there. But we're talking blue chips, and the team that is blue chip is the Dodgers. They spent the most money, continually spend the most money, and if they don't get a return of investment of, I said, three World Series in the next 10 years, I don't yeah. know what that was for. Yeah, I, I, on. I think I, you're absolutely right, and that, I think that's the that's a whole that that's the conversation. I think because you've seen, you know, you've seen teams spend money before. You know, you talk about the old Bronx Bombers and those those iterations of those Yankee teams where it was kind of the the thought process was like, oh, they bought championships, which you know wasn't necessarily true, but this is as close to. This is as close to like a super team in baseball. I mean, we see it a lot in basketball, but this is as close to a super team in baseball that I think we've seen where you've got two MVPs in the order, another one who just joined. Go ahead. Closing, game, closing the game with the middle of the order. Right. They're yeah. going to face four out of ten times. I mean, you better get that first pitch strike. Uh, here's this fundamental pitching. First yeah. pitch strikes, First pitch, uh, first the first out of the inning. It's important when you're closing. Um, otherwise, you got a big puzzle and you better work through it. But again, no guarantees. Like right. I said, everybody's like right. saying, okay, the Vegas odds are, but three of the four best records in baseball fell out. Well, that's, you know, it's true. And that's, that, that's, it's a very good point because, I mean, the Dodgers so, were. Does a, it matter? Well, Will yeah. It matter? I know, I know. They were a 100 win team last year. They got knocked out by the Diamondbacks. You know, that's baseball. But it, but it is it. When you spend a billion dollars in one off season, you better win a championship. You know what I mean. And I, I think at this point, it, it's. I always feel like no matter the sport, it's always un. It's always unfair to say it's war. It's championship or bust. But I think for the Dodgers for the next ten years, it's championship or bust. So does that mean if they're spending billions, does that mean they have trillions? <laughs> Literally, it's a good question. Yeah, if like have, if you have thousands, you're spending hundreds. If you yeah. have ten thousands, you're spending thousands. Isn't that the way it works? Again, I'm just trying to do common sense stuff. I'm a common <laughs> sense guy. It's not a lot of comments. I take the I take the common sense. Uh, I take the complex and I try to make it dumb down a little bit because that's how I my brain processes things. So if you're spending a <laughs> billion dollars, how many billions or hundreds of billions? And when you take a hundreds of billions, how close are to you? To that T word, man. You Just know, spend. Like, you know, it's fu- it's funny because the, you look at the you look at a team that spends that much money, or at least is committing that much money over the next ten, however many years, because obviously Otani's contract is deferred. But it, you know, it's a testament, I think, to to exactly what you just said, where they are not, they're not only making an investment in the team and in the organization, but in the you know, acquiring customers, aka fans, and I mean yeah, they got a whole country. There you go. So your revenue stream, yeah, went up, dude. Yeah, and it's but it's also like I mean, you think about. I mean, there's always been a reason for people in Los Angeles to go to a Dodgers game. Not only is the stadium beautiful, it's sunny Cal- Southern California, but the team's always been good. But now, when you not only have the like the pedigree that comes with being the Los Angeles Dodgers being one of the best teams in baseball now but you not only have that and you continually add to that it just makes I mean 
it, that has to excite the fan base Dodger even dog more. Is now fifty dollars. <laughs> Your Bud Lights are going to be what twenty five dollars oh, for a holy yeah. Cow. Yeah. Miller Lights, all the all the all the brews that are going to be at the stadium. You might as well. People are going to be sneaking in, you know. And and dude, Dodgers, your people are arriving in the third inning, leaving in the seventh. Sometimes <laughs> there's always a steady traffic flow. If you <laughs> price of admission to watch Otani play four innings, like his his uh, hourly wage just went up even more. Mm-hmm. We're talking yeah. like that. We're talking Moneyball right now. A different money ball. So there's going to be some books written on this, changing the game, the structure of, of all that. But, uh, yeah, man, exciting stuff. Name, image, and likeness. Again, I never hate on the player. You can't it because no, anybody no. Who, who even played the Powerball, it was $800 million, almost a billion dollars. So you can feel like a Dodger for a day. You <laughs> win up in Michigan. You can't tell people how to spend their money. can't. Uh, yeah. But you got to pay to play, and the Powerball number goes to 117. The Dodgers got them. They got a few other people. <laughs> yep. Kudos to him, man, for being unselfish, dude, to make the team better to say, I yeah. don't need that. I don't need that. I think yeah. teams are going to have to take a page out of that playbook if to, to even compete now. So there will be it's some a great, other new. Great uh, point. There will be some other new. Probably some negotiating points when it comes down to competitive mm. uh, advantage, mm-hmm. right? When so it, the, the new basic agreement, which is when? Yeah. What's the new basic agreement? Uh, it'll be in, what, three years? Okay. I think two or three years, something like that. I wonder I if that's going to be a, a, a topic, a bone of contention. You know, I'm, I'm, sure it, I'm sure it's going to be because for me this – and to wrap up this segment, I, I think – to me, it almost brings up another larger point, which is it it's it's been like this in baseball for a while now, but the rich just keep getting richer, and those supposed small market teams, smaller market teams, continue to move down the rung or down a rung, down the ladder, whatever, in terms of their spending. You know, I mean, it's just. It brings up a larger issue for me going on within the game of baseball. And I mean, you know, I mean, you look at the the free agents on the market now. I know it's not a super strong class, but you've got the reigning Cy Young winner still on the market, but yet, but someone who hasn't thrown a pitch in the major leagues yet just got 325 million. And I'm not saying, you know, Yamamoto isn't an unbelievable talent, but it's just, it's, it's a crazy thing to look at. And, I think teams are scared to get locked into these these long-term contracts because they know that the ownership isn't going to allow them to operate like the Dodgers where even if they have big deals on their payroll, they won't allow them to add more. And I think with the um, the institution of that, of the, the larger luxury tax threshold and the different levels of it where if you go over a certain amount you your drafts your draft position gets bumped down 10 spots it's like so now we're not only are we rewarding small market teams for not spending money but we're punishing the teams that are trying to put a good product on the field listen if if people want to have their own network even uh like yes network yeah 
they, the Yankees were were scoffed at, and and you know, look, everybody's everybody loves to rise, watch people rise to success. Mm. They love hating, they love hating on mm-hmm. a team or a person that has success. It's all of a sudden it villainizes, you know, a team or or a player for being really good or you know successful. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I've been having this discussion a lot just in general. I think it applies to this topic we're talking in baseball is that there's enough on this planet for everybody to thrive. Yeah. And there's equal opportunities. Um, Granted these opportunities to say, Oh, I want to be a professional athlete. All right. Well, you got to work really hard and you got to, you know, devote and be at the right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. Some stars align, not get hurt. You know, a lot of those type of things. Of course. Uh, but, you know, again, in life, you want to be a successful business person or a successful broadcaster or whatever you want to be in life. I tell all these kids because, and I'm saying that for the fact that, you know, I got a hot buzzword on my, my tongue. It's, it's name, image, and likeness. Yeah, yeah, Right? It's, it's, a, it's a thing that we always got these hot buzzwords or AI or, you know, what's hot in the news right now. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the topic of the subject we talk about. Um, Jeffrey so Epstein. Like this, you know, yeah. Well, there you go. A, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Ignore Never me. Mind. Disgusting. Uh, but you know, value your name. There's yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a name nobody values, right? Look what you did. You devalued. You didn't honor your parents' name. Mm. Grace, right? You're known as as a as a disgrace yeah. to your name, your image, and your likeness. So, as an athlete. Or just even as a, a as a person who is an athlete in the past, is now, or will be, you're going to be a non-athlete longer mm. than you're going to be one. And that's this whole subject matters. That you got to learn these skill sets. Look, I'm behind a microphone. I don't. I've never run a podcast. We're doing this, man. We're going forward. Everybody's talking, giving their opinions, trying to get an audience. Which, by the way, I posted what I posted on my Instagram reel, and. Uh, Great success, you know. I just stole like an artist. I saw this guy with his uh, pants hiked up. <laughs> I went over my videos. It reminded me of some things to do to loosen up the clubhouse, make some guys laugh. And I'm up to like twenty five thousand views on this dumb video reel. I had just horsing <laughs> around, jacking my pants up to, like Urkel, and uh, you know, revealing a little bit too much of myself. So, <laughs> you know, just in having fun again. Kids, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm saying it out loud, but I hate to preach on a soapbox. But your name, image, and likeness matters, whether you're an athlete or not, especially if you're an athlete. It's a great responsibility. You wear your name on the back of your jersey. We talk about Otani. His name is gold. It's, mm-hmm. He's gold in the country that loves him, adores him. Is, is, he's seeking the American dream. dominated in two different countries. The Dodgers love him. They're going to profit from it. Um, and every other ball player. I mean, shoot, I, you know, roll back to here in my zip code. Andrew McCutcheon signs back. Yep. Might be for a lot less money than he ever has made. Like, I mean, making five mil is no, no chump change. But, you know, to finish out, it's he's making a name and ending his career here in Pittsburgh where he's a legend. So, again, name, image, and likeness matters. Your bank account, good luck. God love you if you spend all of it. But... Legacy has it. You're not going to take it with you, even if you have all of it or a lot of it. So, um, 
You know, it's just yeah. my whole thing with this is I hope that baseball can sustain or come up with something that it doesn't put a distaste in people's mouths that the money, you know, we got gam- gambling's allowed now, right? Yep. Gambling's allowed in baseball, in all sports. And now we're, we're the guy who used to, this brings up a, a tidal wave, Pete sure, Rose sure. is from baseball. Yep. And the guy gambled. But now we got money everywhere. Do whatever you want, gamble. But, so, okay, there's guys who did steroids that are in the Hall of Fame. Right? There's guys who are the bad steroid users, and but there's guys who are just like, well, we'll just get him right in because he was whatever, n- not caught or whatever. Well, I think for Pete Rose, I'm sorry, as a player, uh, I don't know whether he gambled or not as a player. I'd like to think he just did it as a manager, but that's one right. of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's my argument there. Yeah, so. you're right. It's a, it is a whole other topic, and it you know it's like I always think just you know how can you the Hall of Fame is supposed to tell the story of the game of baseball, and how can you tell that story without the all-time hits leader? So it's it it, it it's a whole other topic of discussion. But speaking of telling stories, there's there's an activity I saw on on uh, well, formerly Twitter, now X, um, and uh, someone was asking uh, if you could show anyone, someone who's never seen a baseball game before, someone who wants to get into the sport but they've never seen a game, if you could show them one game. Of all, from the entire history of baseball, you could show them one game to make that person fall in love with the game or become interested in it. What would you show? And I think it's just, it's a really cool question. I have my answer. If you need a second, I could give you mine first. Um, But if you've got something in mind. Go ahead. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. And and hear me out here first. So 2017 World Series Game 5 between the Dodgers and the Astros. Now... I know that you talk 2017 Astros, you think of one thing, but <laughs> this game, not only were there, you know, a few future Hall of Famers on the field. I mean, you had, Ver, you, you had Verlander, you know, Kershaw's on the Dodgers. I don't think he pitched in that game. Verlander, I don't know. If, uh, Kershaw pitched. I don't know if Verlander did, but, um, you know, a guy like Altuve who could be a future Hall of Famer one day, things like that. I mean, there were multiple lead changes in that game. There were homers. There was clutch hitting, clutch pitching. So you can show this person who's never seen baseball, all these different aspects of the game. The atmosphere there um, in Houston was electric. The game went to extra innings. There was a walk-off hit, um, game-tying hits, game-tying home runs. I mean, it was just – it had everything that you could want and that the postseason atmosphere. Now, you think of all of that, which is all awesome, and I think the funny thing to, to do would be to turn to the person who you showed that game to and be like, hey, you know the team that won that game? So they eventually won the World Series, and two years later, it was uncovered that they were a part of the big, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, cheating scandal in the history of baseball. And then you could explain that to them. So it's like a whole, you know, they get some drama right off the bat, almost. I don't know if that's. You know. I said, you know, and again, this is where I have a hard time. Maybe because in my mind, I think of Charmed Life, Sunshine, and Rainbows, where. It's almost like discovering that there is uh, no Easter Bunny or Santa Claus, right? And you sit there, it's, it's the whole story. Like people go, how would you describe, and you've heard me say this before, how do you describe what, what it was like, Real, You got to do it, see front row seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say it's, it's the Wizard of Oz 
the movie The Wizard of Oz combined with a sprinkle of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> and, you know, the jocks versus the nerds. And right. the brand of, of baseball that I grew up on, which, you know, I remember all my cards at the bubble gum. You know, I grew yeah, up in yeah. the air with bubble gum. It tasted like absolute, you know, <laughs> you got it the cracky underwear or whatever. It's just terrible, but you still ate it. Uh, and they were 25 cents a pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I tried to go buy my kids. Oh, forget about it. Baseball. And I get it. I got to focus on the state because I think that is the subject. We've gotten so far away from it being the game. Mm. It's now entertainment. And we because we've monetized and put such high stakes and value on what this guy is. We're comparing this this dollar amount to, wow, he's going to beat him. It's becoming like the Conor McGregor $100 million fight, right? It's it's all this mm-hmm. power of money and power. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a business. It's a, yeah. And we've, we've now mingled it now where you're trying to tell me the game that matters. Like I said, it's it's making me go, shoot, man, with all the news that I hear, it's not about we got so-and-so. It's more about, wow, he got $300 million. Yeah. It's, it's number becomes more important than the name on the back well it's 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 becoming like this uh stick for me anyways for me and i dude i don't hate on anybody if you can get it dude that's the state i wish i was playing now for the next 15 20 years because i would be in that mix of making more than i did but that you know i made more than the guys before me sure sure yeah it will always trend. So I never hate on going like, oh, my God, I can't believe, and and talk like that. That's what guys will do. That's what anybody in any business should do. Your pizza parlor should be getting a dollar or more every now and again because the price of everything is going up as inflation goes up and the value of things go up. Mm-hmm. Does it go up as fast? I don't know. We're going pretty fast. Yeah. I would like to think that, you know, some again, for from a competitive standpoint, there's no way that our game is going to become fair until they they can take some of that business side and 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 slow down so that these other teams or make some rules where these other teams or owners because it's not like these owners of teams are not wealthy. Yeah. Um you know the guy over here gets a bad rap because he is one of the wealthiest owners in the game and the organization itself. I know um, a lot of people offered to buy it that were mm. Pittsburgh, you know, people that would love to try to inject dollars into getting players to come here, stay here. I know players want to come here. It's a great city. You don't have to fight through a bunch of traffic. It's a hometown feel for families, uh, loyal fan base. So I, I don't think it's that. I think it's just, Owners, if you're going to own a team, it's play by the rule book. And, you know, what? it, it seems like there's more concessions into, well, we're not, I don't really want to win. So go ahead. You go ahead and win. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to make this I want to money. turn a profit. I want to turn a profit. It's yep. no big deal to me. Um, which is disappointing because it, it trickles down to the fans, right? The fans, I feel bad. And I hear it. People are just so disinterested in the we are family pride, Willie Stargell gang, mm. here or Oakland franchise, mm-hmm. uh, story franchise. 
lot of World Series under their belt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, low low market team. Maybe they'll maybe they're going to Vegas because now it's going to be like, yep, let's go, let's turn on the Jets because now I want to come out and do something and get the attention. Well, I think everybody should come out the gate. And like I said, I always talked about that floor instead of a salary cap. Mm-hmm. If there's going to continuance up, then so should the scale push That's up. A good on point. The- I, I, I agree with you 100%. I just don't – I don't think there's any way that they introduce a salary floor without a salary cap, which I think is dumb. But it, it just it just makes sense that way to me because I – because the owners are always going to have pushback because they know that there are owners who are willing to spend more money than others. And whether or not that's – whether that's right or not, that, that there are a certain number of owners who are happy with, you know – doing the bare minimum and that's why i always say like the rays are are an unbelievable organization but they're a they're a bad influence because they're good every year and they spend no money and they never retain their homegrown stars aside from they got the best best, their cyber metrics is well um, yeah it's it's ridiculous but but that but that's the Trust. thing. Not everybody can be the Rays, and I think that's part of the issue is everybody wants to be like the Rays or the Guardians where the Guardians just develop pitcher after pitcher and stay in it, but they won't, you know, they won't. Well, I like to I like to be able to make, you know, I bought some chicken drumsticks last night for dinner, and I would like Colonel Sanders' recipe, but I have to go to KFC <laughs> to go get it if it wants to taste like that because out of my oven and the breadcrumbs I got – is it going to make it taste like Cassie? So the devil, the D Rays, uh, you know, have their formula. They're yeah. not going to run it out, right? Right. Yankees have their formula. Dodgers have their formula. You know, Anaheim, right? There's a team like you know, we, we've always, Anaheim used to be such a. I remember even as a player, the Rally Monkey, the, the the like, oh my god, you know, look, Anaheim was a place to to go. Well, these guys come out and ball out. Mm. It was like a big market feel there where you're like, I got to bring my a game. It just seemed like everything was going on there. A lot of money there. So, you know, you just, you just wonder, and I'm just throwing that out there because we're having this discussion about what's the formula. What's the mix for a winning team? Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's always about the players. It's always about the players and getting the right mix and the litmus test on a guy who's going to sign for three hundred million, is he going to be like, "Yo, I'm good. Mm. I'm just, I'm just do," or I'm, I'm still hungry to do something in the game? It's a great you point. Know? It's a great point, and I feel like we saw that. It, you, it's it's interesting that you mentioned the Angels because they're they're almost in a league of their own too because they spend money. You know, they signed Trout to the extension. They signed Pujols to a ten year deal. They signed Rendon to that massive contract. Josh Hamilton got a huge contract from them. But it's just the players in general that they've, you know, a lot of those big contracts that they gave out just didn't work out. So they're in it. It's almost different where like they just weren't they weren't making necessarily the smartest moves with the money they had. But you have to always credit the Angels because they were willing to spend the money. So it's like it's a weird it's just a weird side of the spectrum. Dude, That's a good place to play. I don't know how you can be disgruntled. Right. Playing in Southern Cal, I enjoyed it. It was a good little uh, get me over breaking ball. Mm-hmm. I became a brave, and I woke up every morning and going like, "Holy cow! I get this great 
vibe and sense of like this was a good, it was a good place to play. Yeah, I can I can imagine. Well, did you think of a of a game that you would show to that one baseball fan? Can you think of one? It can even be from one from your childhood. From that, you know, I know you talk about the we talk all the time, and obviously you. Well, you know, I know which one it wouldn't be. Oh, okay. It wouldn't be because nobody wants to sit around for that long. Is the thirty-three inning game the longest <laughs> game in the history of baseball? Uh, people be like thirty-three innings. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, no. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, I mean, good God. Um, I would, I would have to say, and I'm just saying because uh, this is a this is a lens of a pitcher. Sure. Watching some of those Greg Maddox games where he Ooh. would throw. 70 some odd pitches mm-hmm. and a complete game yeah and ground ball after ground ball maybe two or three strikeouts yeah a couple of those two those backdoor two seamers yeah on 85 to 90 miles an hour yep and and, and like i said people would be like and it's because i'd want to go back in time yeah yeah here's what it is now impressive guys are throwing throwing harder than they've ever thrown uh, right down the middle, it's not a la Maddox, uh, <laughs> but not too many guys are painting like, like he could. So I think going back, you'd be like, "Whoa!" The again, I think it's just that brand of baseball. Right? Mm-hmm. That's and a great. I love that answer too because it's always so cool to go back and watch a guy like Maddox pitch where he was, like you said, he was. Top maybe throwing ninety miles an hour on his good days, and even on yeah. the days that he wasn't, he was still. I mean, the, there's crazy statistics about like the number of times he was ever in a three zero count. It like it, the numbers will blow your mind, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Well, but it's, so, would a guy like that throws like Maddox would he be draftable today in today's standards? <sighs> Are you drafting? Are you drafting a guy that you don't know if it's going to be Greg Maddox because he's got Bugs Bunny statistics, career statistics, yeah. which we'll never see those two hundred fifty to three hundred win guys. We're never going to see a, a, a boatload of just, as I said, the crop. It's just a whole different brand that it's not the primary focus. The numbers are different, quality yeah. start and innings pitched and. You know, walks per nine. It just—it's a whole different cross section that they're not going to even look. They're not going to even second look to those guys. I don't no, I, I, you're probably right. And and to answer the the question, so Greg Maddox in his career faced two twenty thousand four hundred and twenty one batters during his entire time in the major leagues. Uh, three hundred and ten hitters out of the twenty thousand four hundred and twenty one ever saw a three zero count, and one hundred and seventy seven of those were intentional walks anyway. So, started, bro. It that's is like, ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that that's, that's like one of those draw draw jaw droppers. Jeez, yeah, it's yeah. So if you saw if you saw Wonka, right? Imagine. What's the song? I saw Wonka with my kids. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. What's the song? Imagine. Something about imagine. It was about using your imagination. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know. Are you going to sing it for us or what? Oh, God, no, man. (laughs) You got to see the movie. (laughs) Wonka, dude. There you go. Uh, 
I did. That was the last thing I expected on today's episode was a Wonka reference, but we're I love imagination. it. Well, we're imagining things. We're coming up with hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think some of our album cover today, because we can't see the dancing bears on the back of you, <laughs> should be a little Wonka-ish, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, the magic of the off-season is always talk about that imaginary dream, that golden ticket to the World Series, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? The Dodgers yeah. look like they got the Wonka bar with the golden tickets with as an S plural. And uh there's yeah. a few still more out there. So it's gonna be fun to, to see again. Uh I enjoyed watching the playoffs this year, especially we're trying to get our Jace Peterson. And and we gotta embarrass Jace because he's such a techie. Uh, <laughs> these guys are more talented on the field. Life after skills we got the NIL course. Uh, we had some technical difficulties uh, on getting them on the show, but we'll ha- we'll have them on. There's yeah, a lot of good exactly something to look forward to for everyone out there. Jace Peterson, who yeah. played on the uh, played with the Diamondbacks uh, in the World Series this past year, so we'll have him on soon, and uh, we'll be able to talk to him about that experience, which is super exciting. But uh, for today's episode, I mean, I think we we got some good stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's it's been the, a lot of uh, pent up pent up. Uh, conversation yeah i know we've had a little bit of a break and uh for our 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 viewers out there we we apologize but we are back we're back on it um and uh we look forward to uh tackling what the rest of the offseason brings it should ramp up soon we got spring training now in a month i mean it's almost here baby so that's crazy i'm glad glad i can sit and talk about it and have to train about it bednar uh one of our guys here he uh he was sitting there going like, man, it goes so fast. I go, mm-hmm. it feels fast. And I'm watching you, you know, I'm watching the calendar every day I wake up. I'm going like, man, I can't imagine that grind every day. The angst, it's an angst to be yeah, ready of course. for And you yeah. got to show up prepared because you can be in shape. And if you're not in shape, I remember, I forget who it was. They, you know, they always make pitchers run and they timed us. They were trying to see. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, this dude is going to get cut. He was trying to burn the candle at both ends. He was firing heaters, having a couple adult social sparklers too often. And he he was – we were all done running, and this guy was still running. And I'm like, oh, dude. I mean, Uh-oh. was this guy trying out or <laughs> he's just like a – Will you – will you? I'm not going to ask who it was, but will you tell us the team? It was with Pittsburgh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember what spring training was, but I, I was like, my heart sank for him. I'm like, oh, dude, I hope he's here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early to get caught yet, man. Oh, man. Yeah, well, hey, I hope you're here. I hope we're still here next week, which we will be. And uh, we yeah. look forward to bringing you guys another episode. I'm going to use my pure imagination to know that Boom. Show, the show is going on and we're still here having mound visits. You know, I was talking to John Buck. Mm needed a trifecta i mean i said guy he's he's upset that someone took his uh rights to his show uh yeah he walked away with his show can you imagine i would i would i know where you are i would come choke you out <laughs> and visit and and relinquish you know everything that we've done thus far together but uh <laughs> no, i said dude come over from the dark side man we would love to have john buck join us i mean absolutely we talks, would he talks more than us combined but uh you know, pitcher, catcher, 
relationship those always stayed true and i talked to him today he was out digging dirt so bucky if you watch the show hey i know he his imagination you know he's building life after baseball life after that's a show on amazon i just started watching too mm-hmm. bro and he's out digging dirt playing with the tom- big tonka toys the real ones digging a go. golf course in his backyard Ooh. he's moving a lot of dirt okay dirt. Yep. okay hey i mean look the show's called Mound Visit for a reason. It would only be fitting to have a pitcher and catcher on every week. So that's all I'm saying. Not that you're not enough. No, but man. that as a message to John Buck, we'd love to have him. So every- the more you have insight, look, that's why they have panels of people on there. Yeah. They don't just have two. They got five, six, and you know I don't know who our good looking you know eye candy is because they probably come to the show more visitors <laughs> after my camel toe or boy, you know. Moose knuckle, whatever the hell. You gotta edit that, please. <laughs> you know? <laughs> edit that, bro. <laughs> what a way to end it. Guys, thanks Seriously, so much. That freaking piece. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> I needed that. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, before one of us gets canceled on this show here, thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs> we, you can find us on YouTube. And we're back. <laughs> That's right. You can hear us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. And you can hit us up on social media at Mount Visit Pod. Episode 40. Really, we are out. <laughs>